Hi there, Playful Mompreneurs. It's Shady Tonkin-Smith here, and I'm so glad to be joining you on another episode of the Playful Mompreneur podcast. So I've been talking a lot about playfulness in the last few weeks, obviously. This is the Playful Mompreneur podcast after all. But I wanted in this episode to just take a little pause and talk about playfulness itself. What does play and playfulness really mean? And then what does it mean for us as mompreneurs? So what I've done is I am going to review a book that I've read recently by Stuart Brown, and it's simply called Play. And I read it first in terms of my homeschooling and helping my kids with encouraging a more playful homeschool environment and being a more playful parent. But I have come to see that there were so many parts of the book that I was highlighting on my Kindle and just getting so excited about because this applies to us as adults as well. It's not just for kids. So in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about why play is important for us as adults. I'll go through Stuart Brown's definition of play and then what it means for us in business. And I'll share some reflections on what it has meant in my business. Then I'll look at what does play look like for us as adults. So real practical examples of what it means to play and particularly for us as mompreneurs. And then I'll be reviewing a chapter in Stuart Brown's book called The Opposite of Play is Not Work. And I love this so much because he explains that work and play are mutually supportive and there's a creativity that comes with work and play. Then the next part I want to just reflect on is around inner critics. Each of us has an inner critic, that voice in our heads that is telling us we're not enough, that we're not good enough, that we're not anything enough. And play really destroys them. So I want to talk about that and what Brown says on inner critics. And then finally, Brown talks about play as a way to enjoy our work more. And this is really something that I want to drive home and I feel like it's my message to bring into the world is that as mompreneurs, we are in this position to write our own playbooks, not our own rule books, not a bunch of rules, because we know as moms, the rules change as our children change, as we change. So it's no use writing a rule book, but write a playbook, a playbook enables you to be able to implement these plays, these routines, these strategies in the moment. So you can be a lot more agile, you can be a lot more playful if you're focusing rather on plays of choosing which play to implement in that particular moment, rather than, oh, what should I do? What rules should I apply? So I'm going to go through Stuart Brown's book called Play. That's all it is, Play. But I'm going to be reviewing that book and talking about what it means to play as a mompreneur. So I hope you'll stay tuned and do let me know what you think about this episode on Instagram at Shelly Smith Creative and also go to playfulmompreneur.com to join the Playful Mompreneur 
club and then you'll get notified on our new episodes each week and a little bit of extra goodness from me and my team. And you might have noticed that today my team includes my cat who is meowing down the stairs. All right, everyone, I hope you enjoy this book review of Play by Stuart Brown. Do you want to find joy in being both a parent and a business owner? Then come and play with us here at the Playful Mompreneur podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Tonkin-Smith, and I'm on a mission to help moms to start and grow their own businesses in a way that's as simple and as fun as child's play. Join me as I talk about things like playful productivity, tools and tech, and building a special kind of business. A business that supports your desire to be a fully present parent and to have the time and space to truly connect with your kids. You'll also hear from other mompreneurs and some dadpreneurs who are rocking this double gig of parenting and business ownership, with some of them even throwing homeschooling into the mix. Get the inside track on both their struggles and what's working for them, and then use that as inspiration for building your playful business. You ready? Let's play. Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the Playful Mompreneur podcast. I'm Shady Tonkin-Smith and today I'm very excited to be doing a book review. It's on a book called Play by Stuart Brown and it's really been such a beautifully surprising book to me because I first picked it up on the recommendation of Kate Curley over at My Little Poppies in an online course I'm taking with her called Game Schooling. And in Game Schooling, she talks about the importance of play and how you can literally have your homeschool being all fun and games by using board games and other forms of games and play in your homeschooling. So I wanted to read up a little bit more about that. And so I bought the book Play by Stuart Brown. And I was so surprised to see that it covered so much more than what I was expecting it to. So I was, you know, expecting the take on parenting and on homeschooling and schooling, which it it did cover, of course. But then it also covered things like play in the workplace and play in work and business. And then there was also the importance of play in love and human relationships, which I found fascinating too. And then he even goes on to some rather big thinking ideas on how essentially play can change the world. So I thought it would be really fun to review the book in today's episode, particularly through the lens of a mom or a dadpreneur. Dadpreneurs, you're welcome here on the show too. And I'd really like to look at some of the concepts that he brings up and use those as jumping off points for us to see how we can become more playful in our businesses, because after all, these are our own businesses. And isn't that wonderful? So we can dictate the rules of play in our businesses. We've got that freedom and flexibility to bring in more play into our businesses and into our lives. So... Let's get going with why is play important for us as adults? And this is something that Stuart Brown starts off with in the book of actually just going, okay, play seems to be something that we think of for kids and we all 
see the value of learning through play. I think most of us see the value of that. We've seen that, especially with our younger kids. But it does seem that as we get older, we play less. And Stuart Brown points out that play is one of the most important factors in being a a fulfilled human being. And he says that the ability to play is critical not only to being happy, but also to sustaining social relationships and being a creative, innovative person. Now, of course, I love this. I just love this because it gets to the heart of what I believe many mompreneurs desire. We want to be happy. Of course, we want to be happy. And we want to sustain our relationships, our relationships with our kids, with our partners, with our family and our friends. And then I know that as entrepreneurs, we definitely want to be creative and we want to be innovative. It's just kind of, I think it's, even if we might not identify as creative people, I think sometimes our definition of creativity can be a little too narrow. I think if you've got this desire to build something of your own, a business, then you are creative and you are an innovator. So I think it's so cool that we can access all of these desires that we feel as mompreneurs through play. But really importantly, and this is something that I thought is very important that the book points out, is that we don't have to play all the time. Because sometimes, I mean, even as as mums, we we can with our kids, we can be like, okay, I'm tired of playing, or like, oh, I don't feel like getting down on the floor and playing. And maybe the idea of being more playful feels a little bit like hard work. And Brown points out that we don't need to play all the time to get these benefits of play. Play can just be a catalyst, and we can get all of its beneficial effects. There are many beneficial effects. By just sprinkling a little bit of true play in our lives. So if you're listening to this and going, oh my goodness, um, I sometimes get exhausted when I watch my kids playing. And really, I don't feel like a very playful type of person. Never fear. Just a little bit of this play sprinkled into your life is going to help you get the benefits. And I think that once you start, you actually start feeling those benefits and you want to do it more. So let's move on now to Brown's definition of play, because this idea of you want to do it more comes up in the actual definition of play, because I think it's also important to define play Although, as Brown points out in the book, to actually really know what play is, you have to do it. It's like inviting people over for a meal and then showing them pictures of the food that they're going to eat. Instead, when you invite people over for a meal, they need to eat the food. They need to experience that food and taste it and smell it and, you know, maybe even touch it to actually get the whole full experience. And play is the same. So Brown defines play as an absorbing, apparently purposeless activity that provides enjoyment and a suspension of self-consciousness and sense of time. It is also self-motivating and makes you want to do it again. So he breaks it down into the different properties of play. So you've got this fact that it's apparently purposeless, so it's done for its own sake. It's voluntary. 
There's an inherent attraction towards play. There's freedom from time. There's diminished consciousness of self. There's improvisational potential. And there's this continuational desire. So a desire for continuing the game, to want to do it over and over again. So looking at that definition, I think sometimes it feels a little bit, oh, a little bit uncomfortable for us because we're like, does play really belong in our businesses if it's purposeless? Can we really afford to be doing something, spending our time on something that is purposeless? And yeah, in play, there's freedom from time, but in the real world, you don't have that luxury of having that freedom from time. For those of you who are still working a nine to five job, it's also not voluntary. You've got to show up to work. There's not like a voluntariness to your work. So that definition sounds like it doesn't really belong in our businesses and doesn't belong in the working world. And like, sure, on the surface, it doesn't seem like play is a very professional or business-like strategy to use. But I think for us entrepreneurs, it's actually a way more aligned business strategy than some of the traditional business advice that you'll get out there. Brown says in the book that the genius of play is that in playing, we create imaginative new cognitive combinations. And in creating those novel combinations, we find what works. That's the end of the quote there. And he goes on to reference some of the greatest scientific discoveries that started off like as toys or as experiments. So if I reflect on my entrepreneurial journey and in looking at this definition, I have gone, all right, well, has that really been my experience? And is that what I want my experience to be in business? And and I do feel that it holds true. There's been so much, if I look back on my journey, there's been a lot of trial and error, a lot of adapting according to the circumstances that I, I met in my life. So, you know, things had to change from when I first started my business to then when I wanted to also transition away from doing a lot of contract work for my previous employer. And then I got married and things had to change there. And so my business had to change. Then of course I had kiddos and things changed drastically at that point. And as my business has evolved as well, and as my kids now have grown up and gone through various phases in their development, my business has changed. And looking back now, I can see that I, I have been playing. <laughs> um, I have been, yeah, just experimenting with it. And if I had to say right in the, at that very um, beginning that the big purpose of my business is to make six figures or seven figures and, and I almost put these purposes and outcomes onto my business then I might not have found the business that I love today. And I really love my business. I love what I get to do every day. Um, that, that freedom from time thing as well. I, I, I do believe that when I've given myself a little bit of freedom from time, and remember, we only have to be playing some of the time. We don't have to be playing all of the time. And so sometimes, like I give myself space from client work and, 
from, you know, even doing the work of my business and take out like a, like I did last, last year, I took a solo retreat and just, I spent a day in a hotel room and just working on my business and the plan for my book and just giving myself some space and time. And yeah, sure. It was just, it was a day. So it, it was attached to a time limit, but there was that space to play without the pressures of delivering something. I could just go do some planning, do some thinking, some big picture stuff and give myself that, that, that time and that space. So I think if we, if we use this definition of play, I think it's really helpful. And Stuart Brown goes to list on many different examples of how play has showed up for people in the business world, for people who own their own businesses, sometimes uh, for parents and for kids. And he uses this definition. But as I say, he says to actually know what play is, you have to do it. And so I think in looking back, I see play. And in looking forward, and perhaps also here presently in the moment, it's about a state of mind that plays a state of mind. And he mentions this in the book. I want to feel playful in my business. So it's the state of mind and it's a, an emotional kind of feeling. It's not just an activity that you're doing and it might not always look like play. So let me just talk about that now of what does play look like for us adults and specifically for us mompreneurs so Brown asks the question in the book, how do adults play? And he says that the answer is not as obvious as it might seem. He says that sometimes what looks like play can actually be work and what looks like work might in fact be play. And he gives the example of golfers coming to the Pebble Beach Golf Club where he, he, uh, he lives close to the Pebble Beach uh, Golf Club. And it's many golfers' dreams to come and play at Pebble Beach. So, of course, they put so much pressure on it. They get to Pebble Beach and they double bogeying and they're like just messing up, I suppose. You know, you could have a good day or a bad day. And he says what they are doing there is work. They've got, the, you know, they've had this dream, put all this pressure on it. And it's actually not fun anymore. It doesn't embody play. It doesn't embody that that sense of of like purposelessness but also being in the moment and and actually having that diminished consciousness of self of not caring what everyone else thinks of you it's like I'm on Pebble Beach I don't you know I think what he's saying is if you embodied it with more of a sense of play you would be thrilled that you're at Pebble Beach and don't care what anyone thinks of you or what your score is going to be because you're playing at Pebble Beach this is an amazing dream and he says instead he sees these guys and ladies walking along and thinking about that double bogey in the last hole. And so then that actually makes the next hole all more difficult for them. And they, you know, they're probably going to double bogey in the next one as well because they're berating themselves. And there's, there's, then, there's no space there for improvisation. And I think that's the kind of thing that we want to bring into our business that improvisation, that experimentation. And so, as I said, that's why Brown has said in the book, and I quote, play is a state of mind rather than an activity. We have to put ourselves in the proper emotional state in order to play. 
although an activity can also induce the emotional state of play, end quote. So we can see here that there's this almost beautiful, virtuous cycle of have this mindset of play, come at a problem with a mindset of play, and in doing that, that can actually bring us into, and then in doing that activity of play, that can actually bring us into the emotional states of play. And when we've got that emotional state of play in our minds, we then are more inclined to act in a more playful state. So you can see that the mindset and the action, they almost snowball. So I, I really love that. And I love how looking at it as a, a state of mind rather than activity just opens up so many possibilities for us because I think some of us think, oh, to be a playful mompreneur means like we have to show up like Patch Adams does, you know, the doctor um, who comes to his patients with a clown face and a red nose. And, and sometimes we think, oh my goodness, that's not really like what feels in alignment with me. Um, and in the, you know, one of my podcast episodes, I, I acted as Coralette Smithers, my, my inner critic. And, you know, that is very theatrical, very playful, but you might be thinking, oh my goodness, Shelly, that is so cringeworthy. <laughs> and look, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do things that might feel a little cringeworthy in that regard, or just stepping outside of your comfort zone. But I think it's more about your state of mind. You don't have to be this theatrical Patch Adams, Cruelette Smithers type person. And you don't have to be doing those kinds of activities to be playful in your business. So if you want to be more playful in your business and you want to find your own way of being more playful in your business, what I'd suggest and what Stuart Brown suggests in the book is to go and link back to how you played as a kid and how you enjoyed play as a kid. So like, what kind of games did you play? Think back. Did you love physical, sporty games? Did you love more imagination games? Or did you like games with more structure, like board games? <laughs> and if I think back, I loved performing. I loved doing concerts for my parents and always roping my poor brother in for the show. He always had to play a role. And I had two cousins who were also in on the act as well. And I loved music and dancing. And even though I wasn't an official dancer that went to lessons, I, I just loved dancing and I, and I loved music. I did go for music lessons and those, those kinds of, um, musical and, and like the dancing elements. I think I'm giving myself permission to bring more of that into my business. What's cool is that I can bring the, the music side of things and the dancing and the like the theater side of things into homeschooling as well. So I get that outlet there. And then the other thing that I remember really enjoying playing, <laughs> ironically, was to play office, <laughs> to actually pretend I was working in an office. And I do remember my parents even giving me like a set of stationery that I could put my name on and I set up a little desk with one of our side coffee tables and like I love that I, I remember pretending to be a journalist in a newspaper office when I was very young and I wrote an article about interest rates I, I remember the word interest rates came into this article that I wrote 
And I had no clue what interest rates were. Not even sure I understand what they are now. (laughs) But of all these childhood games, they give me clues about how I can be more playful in my business today and how I can access that state of mind that is play. And so I think that's why I love podcasting. And I've allowed myself to become more theatrical about podcasting too. And I think knowing that I love to do performances as a result of of my playing when I was a kid also shows me that through play, um, even though it's seemingly purposeless, putting on that performance gave my play a kind of endpoints and also a feeling of joy about sharing what I, you know, like my play with others. And that's something that I've, I've realized in my work as well. I love actually presenting my work to someone, whether it's a client or my dear long suffering husband, um, or even to my kids to show them, like, look what I'm doing. I, I love that, that end points as well of my, of my play. And I also like in looking back at my love of playing office, I like, I love my work so much now today. And it often feels like a bit of a self-care activity. So I, I'm sure there's a little bit of a link there of like, you know, playing office and the, like what I'm doing now in my job as an entrepreneur. So I'd encourage you to, if you are looking to become more playful, go and look back to what you enjoyed as a kid and see if there's some clues there. It might not be that exact thing, but for example, my love of doing concerts translates into like, doing a podcast would work well for me. So see what kinds of parallels you can draw there. So Brown says in the book, and I quote again, the work that we find most fulfilling is almost always a recreation and extension of youthful play. So go back, look at your youth and and see what you enjoyed there. And I'd love for you to share that. Let's, let's hear what else you, yeah, what games you loved playing as a kid and how that's come through in your, in your work. I'll leave a link in the show notes for all the, the contact information. The, the other tip that comes through in the book that I really loved, and I know I've got some guests lined up on the podcast who will agree with this, is the links between play and movements. So to jumpstart play, simply start moving. So whether that's doing some exercise, some running, some walking, some yoga, a dance party, link up movement, that seems to trigger your brain into a playful mindset. So that's maybe if if you also are a little bit stumped about what games you enjoyed as a child, a simple way that I think is universally going to get us all into a playful mindset is movement. So go and go and move your body. <laughs> All right. Now I just want to talk about Stuart Brown's chapter on work and play. So I love the title of this chapter, which is the opposite of play is not work. And in this chapter, Brown explains how work and play are not opposite, but instead they are mutually supportive. And that actually work doesn't work without play. I really just love that. And I want to draw out another quote here because I think it's so great. He says, the quality that work and play have in common is creativity. In both, we are building our world, creating new relationships, neural connections, and objects. 
that's the end of the quotes. And I just love that because I, of course, my business is called Shelly Smith Creative and I, I love creativity. It's one of my core strengths and I, I love just bringing creativity into my day. I've just actually almost had to find new ways to bring creativity into my day and feeling more fulfilled and feeling like I'm bringing my light into the world, especially with my business. But then it's also in, in parenting and, you know, beyond into my personal life as well. And so I love this, this, this link, this creativity bridge between work and play. And if you're feeling like play feels a little too childish or it doesn't feel like it belongs in your business, think creativity. And that can maybe be the bridge that helps you uh, to become more playful and more creative in your business as you do so. And Brown later goes on to say that your creativity also needs to be protected, not only from outside critics, but also from your own internal critic. Allow yourself to be abundant in your creativity, at first not making judgments about what you think, feel, or do. Now, I I love this quote as well because... As mompreneurs, we are all going to have our inner critics. And I know my episode where I was interviewed by my internal critic, I like that resonated with a lot of people. So many people said that they'd also like to come up with a name for their inner critic, that they have struggled with their inner critic. And I love this idea of being abundant in your creativity. You know, abundance doesn't just find us through money. Of course, we want that abundance through money and the revenue that we earn. But I think we also need to create space for abundance in our creativity. And I think we need to allow ourselves this time, this air and space to try out a whole lot of different ideas, whether that's the title for a blog or a blog itself whether it's the name of a new product offering, whether it's a sales strategy, that, that all these kinds of things in business. Allow ourselves a few, a few attempts. And I mean, like you can even go to say like 50 attempts, but allow that time and space to go, let's try out a few ideas. Some of them are going to be dumb and that's okay. We'll throw them out, but let's throw them out later. And it's this brain, like a brainstorming technique, you know, like there are no dumb ideas in brainstorming. And I think a lot of the time in a brainstorm, we often do think, well, oh no, that's a dumb idea. And we don't even say it first. So my challenge to you, and I believe Brian's challenge to us as well, is to let all the ideas go. And, you know, even if you want to put a boundary on it, so say for the next hour or next two hours or whatever, I'm going to sit and I am going to, you know, come up with ideas for my signature process and sit there and come up with all sorts of different angles. And once you've got one that you think is good, do another one, do another one and do another one. And if you think they're terrible, just do another one. Don't start analyzing until the end of that time is up then you can do some evaluation and throw out all the dumb ideas. But often there's like a core truth or a kernel of truth that you can find in those so-called dumb ideas. And you can actually come up with something different, something creative, something that's totally out of the box. If you allow yourself 
this abundance in creativity. Oh, I can't agree more. I think that is that allowing yourself that abundance of creativity, I think is so important. So very often we are just jumping towards the outcome. And I think that's what play is all about is don't be too attached to the outcome. You'll get there. Let's just allow ourselves some space. There's lots of genius that needs to come out and it needs some space and it needs some time. Then I just want to talk about another point that Brown raises in the book is that play is a way to bring joy back into work. So as entrepreneurs and business owners, we have a remarkable opportunity to write our own rule books, to set ourselves up to enjoy our work more. And Brown points out that there is this mindset that if you look like you're enjoying your work too much, it might be taken as a sign that you're not working hard enough or that you don't have enough to do. And he takes this notion down. (laughs) He says that we can have just as much fun in our work as we did playing as kids, like our most fun game as a kid. We can have that much fun in our work today as adults. So he goes on to even say that if you're not feeling that sense of lightness in the work that you do, and I love this word lightness because light is the word I've chosen for this year, 2021. If you're not feeling that lightness, then this should be a warning sign as serious as having chest pains or getting a, you know, an alarming test result from your doctor. And we get that sense of lightness with this playful attitude and mindset. So really it's so important to our mental health to have the sense of lightness in our work as well as in our personal lives. And when we're doing recreational and leisure activity and this lightness comes from play. So I really love that. And I think that's something that I am working on obviously as my project for the year and with this whole podcast is how to bring more of that lightness into my work and into everything else that I do on a daily basis. So the conclusion that I want to draw here is just one more point from the book is this importance of the feeling of play. And I've, I've mentioned it already, but I just want to do a bit of an extended quote from the book because I think it's so important, especially for us as, as mompreneurs, especially for us as women, to, to feel into the, that feeling of play, that emotional side of play. I think that can be so powerful in creating those neural pathways. So here's the quote. Remember the feeling of true play and let that be your guiding star. You don't have to become irresponsible or walk away from your job and your family to find that feeling again. If you make the emotion of play your North Star, you will find a true and successful course through life, one in which work and play are bound together. End quotes. And so I love this so much because he talks a lot about not even knowing the difference between work and play sometimes. Like you can look at someone and you can think, well, they're doing their job, they're doing their work, but man, it looks like they're having fun. It looks like they are playing. It looks like, you know, (laughs) even if they wouldn't, if they weren't being paid for this, they would still be doing it. And, and that's, that's where I'm aiming to get is just to find that joy 
that feeling of joy that comes with play and and just tapping into that feeling of going you know was I playful today is this a playful way of talking to my kids is this a playful way of approaching this problem at work is this a playful way of of doing my next podcast episode so I'll leave you with that and also with my my highest recommendations for this book it's it's quite a short read as well but really I think quite thought-provoking and I think if you can extend it into your life as a mompreneur and also perhaps in your parenting I think it's also a really broad sweep of play I think he covers a lot of ground in, in a rather short book but I found it really fascinating to to dive into some of these concepts I loved the the research references that he alluded to as well. It's it's really grounded in some some great research. So the book is called Play by Stuart Brown, and I will leave a link to that book in the show notes. And I'd love to hear what you think of the book and what you have thought of what I've said here in today's podcast. That's the end of our Mompreneur Play Date today. But come again soon. Subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. But the best way to make sure that you don't miss an episode and to get free bonus content is to get onto the Playful Mompreneur email list at playfulmompreneur.com. That's also where you'll find the show notes for today's episode. So head to playfulmompreneur.com and sign up there. And then playing is even more fun with friends, right? So please share the Playful Mompreneur podcast with all your mompreneur friends by sending them over to playfulmompreneur.com or tell them to search the Playful Mompreneur on Apple Podcasts or wherever they listen to podcasts. You can also help me to spread the word by leaving a favorable review on Apple Podcasts. I'd absolutely love that. Thanks so much for tuning in, spreading the word, and most of all, being playfully and wonderfully you. Now it's time to go off and be a playful mompreneur.